Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Since the 2015 draft, NFL teams have taken 12 running backs in the first round. We're going to take a look at how those decisions turned out and what they could have taken instead. See you after the jump. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. So most of what you're going to hear on the internet is that taking a first-round running back is a terrible idea because it's a massive opportunity cost, and what you lose is so much more valuable than what you gain. But I'm going to say some things today that kind of might lead you to question that unless you're dogmatically inclined. In 2015, the Rams took running back Todd Gurley near the top of the first round. Really high pick. Obviously a terrible mistake. The franchise has never recovered. They have only been to two Super Bowls since they made that choice. Clearly it was terminal. I mean, they could have taken... The next edge rusher taken, which was Vic Beasley, who uh, retired at age 28 and is no longer in the league. Or they could have taken cornerback Trey Waynes, who retired at age 29 and is no longer in the league. Or they could have taken receiver Kevin White, who Lions fans are probably familiar with because of his Hall of Fame career with the Chicago Bears. Wait, no, that didn't happen either. He also was terrible and flamed out immediately. The only player at a position of value taken after Todd Gurley, who didn't suck, like if you're looking at just the next guy who went and the guy that they probably would have taken if they hadn't taken him and they had chosen a position of value instead, is offensive tackle Andrews Pete, who's still in the league. The next quarterback taken was Garrett Grayson, who actually never made an active roster for a team. Uh, The next running back taken, however, was a fellow first-round pick, Melvin Gordon. Uh, But he was taken significantly later in the round, which resets a bunch of these things. So, I mean, let's see how that turned out. Uh, Melvin Gordon was one of the best running backs in the league for a few years. Uh, He is probably done this year. Oh, Todd Gurley, well, by the way, had horrifying knee injuries in case you weren't paying attention to the league in the last, like, six, seven years. Uh, He's retired. Uh, Melvin Gordon probably also retired. He actually got a Super Bowl ring last year as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. You probably didn't know that. He was on the practice squad. That's where his career had ended up. Uh, He was very productive right up until about two, three years ago, at which point he kind of fell off a cliff as running backs do. It's what we expect. Uh, The next edge taken was Eric Armstead, who was really good in 2019 and has not really done anything before that or since that to justify his really high draft position. Uh, Cornerback Kevin Johnson, uh, taken by Houston, uh, 25 career starts. Uh, He retired at age 28. He's not in the league either. Uh, The next wide receiver who went was Nelson Aguilar, who has one 800-yard season in his career. 
but he did have a couple where he had five or more touchdowns. Just yeah, just just a guy basically is what they got at wide receiver. The next the next wide receiver taken was just a guy, but better than Kevin White who was taken earlier in the round. Uh, Cedric Ogbuehi <laughs> was the next <laughs> offensive tackle. I probably butchered that. I don't care. He's not good. Uh, and again, Garrett Grayson. The next running back taken outside the first round was TJ Yeldon, who uh, is also closing a Hall of Fame. Oh, wait, no. He also isn't a good at all. Had a reasonable career as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Basically a theoretical level player. In 2016, the Cowboys famously took Ezekiel Elliott near the first round with an exceptionally high pick. Uh... Everybody knows what he is, uh, but he has better career stats than Terrell Davis did, and Terrell Davis is in the Hall of Fame. So if you think the Cowboys regretted that pick, you're wrong. You're just wrong. They went from fourth in their division to first in their division the year they made that pick, and Ezekiel Elliott's performance was a significant part of the reason why. But what could they have had instead? This is one where we can actually have a debate on this one. Uh, DeForest Buckner... Uh, two Pro Bowls and an All-Pro at edge. Uh, you'd like to have that guy in your franchise. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, who uh, many Lions fans wanted this year, myself included. Uh, best DB in the league for several years. Yeah, th- th- that's a guy you'd probably want to pick. Um, wide receiver. The next year, two running backs were taken high. First one, Leonard Fournette. Two exceptionally good seasons surprisingly good receiver for a big running back. Uh, like he's a 70 catch a year guy, which doesn't seem super intuitive, but basically he's a wrecking ball. When you get him into the secondary, he was just on a lot of Jacksonville teams that could not get him into the secondary. If you think the Jaguars regretted Leonard Fournette being picked uh, they won 12 games one year with Blake Bortles as their quarterback. And yes, uh, the defense did earn the name Saxonville, very good defense, but every point they scored was on the back of this player, not their quarterback, not their receivers. He basically got that horrible franchise, a good enough offense to get to the playoffs. Uh, The next edge taken was Derek Barnett of the Eagles. Six and a half sacks is his career high. Um, really all I need to say about that, I think. Cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore. He's been to three Pro Bowls. You'd probably want that guy on your team. Wide receiver, Corey Davis. The definition of wide receiver two. Uh, has never hit a thousand yards. Never six touchdowns in a season. For some reason was picked in the top ten. And then signed a massive free agent contract with the Jets. It's never made any sense why anyone would give him that contract or draft him that high. He's one of those guys where they called him the next Calvin Johnson, and then he came and ran like a 4-5-5 or something like that and still got drafted like he was the next Calvin Johnson for some reason. The next offensive tackle taken was Garrett Bowles. He's all right. He's fine. Starting offensive tackle. Go team. Uh, The next quarterback taken was uh, Patrick Mahomes, which... um, When I say things like, you don't skip on great because you got good. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about. They they did not go after Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson because they already had Blake Bortles. It's called a mistake. The other running back taken that year is Christian McCaffrey. Uh... 
still take it before Derek Barnett, who was still with the Eagles, like he was on the Super Bowl team. He's not a bad player. He just isn't what you expect when you draft a pass rusher in the first round. Lattimore, still the next corner off the board. Uh, but the next wide receiver taken was, uh, you know, Bengals standout John Ross, who's still on the team, right? For their like run to the Super Bowl, they didn't have to find three other starting receivers after blowing a pick on a guy who runs fast. Oh, wait, they did. Not so great. Bulls is still the next offensive tackle. Mahomes is still the next quarterback. Dalvin Cook is the next running back taken. This is one where it's like, yeah, that was a pretty loaded draft at running back. Maybe you could have pumped the brakes a little bit on that whole Fournette or McCaffrey thing and still ended up with a really, really ridiculously good player. But they didn't. Those players were chosen. The following year was the Saquon Barkley draft in which actually three running backs were chosen in the first round, which is the highest number on this list. And it was too high, which we'll get to later. Uh, Saquon Barkley, next edge taken, Bradley Chubb, uh, defensive rookie of the year. That's when he peaked. Uh, he's made a couple Pro Bowls. He's kind of a low event guy. He makes tackles in the run game. He He's all right as a pass rusher. Uh, nothing you write home about, but he's signing big contracts because edges do that and he's good enough to get those uh denzel ward was the first next uh, corner taken uh you'd, you'd want that he's a two three interception a year guy he's made a couple pro bowls that's he's a good player uh dj moore famously now a chicago bear because of the uh the trade down that they did uh three to five of his seasons have been a thousand yards with absolute garbage at quarterback down in Carolina. So you'd, you'd probably like to have that guy on your team too. Uh, Mike McGlinchey was the next offensive tackle taken after Barkley. He's a good player. Not great. Good. Uh, the quarterback taken immediately after Barkley was Sam Darnold. But you got to take a quarterback when you need one. You gotta. Next running back taken was Rashad Penny, uh, the Seahawks, still in the first round. So we're going to do his list too. Uh, the next edge taken was Tyquan Lewis. Great positional value. Um, he's been bad and hurt all the time. But like I said, when he actually plays, he's still not very good. Uh, the next corner taken was Mike Hughes, who Lions fans are familiar with because he played for Detroit last year. And... Uh, isn't playing for Detroit this year. He was so amazing that the Lions signed two corners and also drafted a slot player rather than bring Mike Hughes back. But the Seahawks definitely should have drafted Mike Hughes instead of Rashad Penny. Uh, just positional value. It's all that matters. Uh, Cortland Sutton had a great 2019. Uh, it's been okay since like they haven't had a good quarterback situation so it's kind of hard to lay any of that on him but he hasn't exactly lit the world on fire either he's he's been a good like he's one of those like he is a starting receiver in the nfl and like when i say starting receiver i mean he's a wide receiver one slash two we're not really sure hopefully we'll find out this year the next offensive tackle taken is brian o'neill who is a good offensive tackle uh the quarterback taken after rashad penny uh was Lamar Jackson, who is an NFL MVP. And a guy you'd like to have on your team. Definitely better than Russell Wilson. Uh, the next running back taken was Sony Michelle. 
who was also taken in the first round. And this is, kids, I am not saying that more running backs should go in the first round. That is not what I'm saying at all, because this is an example of a player who should absolutely not have gone in the first round under any circumstances. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Taekwon Lewis was still the next edge, uh, but Mike Hughes went in between uh, Rashad Penny and Sony Michelle. Uh, the next corner taken was DeAndre Baker, who, or sorry, Josh Jackson. We'll get to DeAndre Baker later. Uh, Josh Jackson started 15 games for Green Bay. He's been on four teams since. He's out of the league at this point. Nobody wants him. Uh, Sutton was still the next wide receiver. O'Neal was still the next tackle. Jackson, still the next quarterback. Carry uh, on Johnson is the next running back taken. And you'll see that the Lions taking the next guy is kind of a trend. But Carry on Johnson was probably better than Sonny Michelle. Just got hurt. It's unfortunate. Happens. Running backs. One year later, Josh Jacobs just got franchise tagged. That's that's apparently what you do now. Uh, um, yeah, uh, Montez Sweat was the next edge. Good, not great edge. Like eight, nine sack guy. Which again, that's that's a starter. That's a good starter. It's just not a great starter. But. Very good player. Uh, next cornerback taken is the previously mentioned DeAndre Baker, um, who is not in the league. Who did he play for? Nobody cares. Not in the league. Uh, next wide receiver was Marquise Brown, who's a good wide receiver, two or three. Uh, tiny little guy, very fast. So he's as useful as that. He's probably... He might be the best version of it in the league right now. Uh, but it, it just is only going to get you so much. Like if he ever gets more than the thousand, like his current career high in yardage, I'll be surprised. Uh, he's just not a high volume guy, but he does change the way defenses have to play you because they do have to cover him deep and not everybody can. Uh, the next offensive tackle taken was Caleb McGarry. It's a good starting tackle. Uh, that's all I have to say about Caleb McGarry, like decent PFF grades. Not hurt all the time. Good job. Uh, quarterback. Definitely should have taken a quarterback, uh, even though the next quarterback taken was Drew Locke, who will probably never start an NFL game again, even with injuries. Uh, like he, he's, he, he couldn't win a quarterback competition against Geno Smith, who ended up having a pretty good year, but that was a competition literally everyone on earth thought Drew Locke would win, except probably Geno Smith's mom. And Drew Locke, like, it wasn't even close in the preseason. Uh, the next running back taken was Miles Sanders, who is no longer with the Eagles, but he was there last year. The next year, the Chiefs took Clive Edwards-Hilaire as the only running back in the first round of the draft. And uh, he has not been bad, like he's been injured, which is what happens with running backs, and that's a lot of the argument against them. Uh, but I will say, the only two running backs that are not still in the league that were taken in the first round are those first two that I mentioned, who basically just recently aged out. Gurley had a catastrophic series of knee injuries, and Melvin Gordon just fell off a cliff when he got old. Uh, as opposed to all of these other players who have just busted out and never come back. Um, anyway, next pass rusher. Uh... Perennial Pro Bowler Yeeter Gross Matos, 
who I actually did like uh, coming out. Uh, he's, you know, one of those like traits over production guys. Uh, but he has had eight and a half sacks in three years and is probably not long for this league. The for next corner taken was Jalen Johnson of the Bears, who sucks. Sorry, just not a good player. Next wide receiver was T. Higgins, which you'd probably like to have T. Higgins on your team, I think. You know, he's a great wide receiver, too. Not a good one, but, like, probably the best one outside of maybe Miami. If we're... There's probably another team I'm missing that is a pretty good one, too, that you would compare to Higgins, but he's a top-tier wide receiver, too, in the league. Uh, Next offensive tackle was Ezra Cleveland. He's fine. Uh, next quarterback taken was Jalen Hurts, which to everyone's surprise has turned into one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but quarterbacks outside of the first round do not typically do that. So you're not going to say, yeah, the chiefs should have drafted Jalen Hurts. That's a, that's a revisionist history level. We're not going to go to, um, the next running back, of course, that came off the board was DeAndre Swift, who has recently been picked up by kind of interesting that all of these highly picked running backs are being pooled by really good teams. Something I might get to later. And the next year we had two, they were taken very close together. So the next guy off the board for Najee Harris and Travis Etienne it's always the same guy, basically. So I'm just going to go through both of them together. Harris went to the Steelers. Etienne went to the Jaguars, who have shown up on this list twice now, having also drafted Leonard Fournette. Which is, of course, the reason that they didn't make the playoffs last year. Anyway, next edge off the board, Peyton Turner. Decent PFF grades. Uh, he's played 13 games in two years. Has not really put up any production of any kind. But should have taken him instead. Uh, Greg Newsom looks good. Looks very good. Really good corner. That went immediately after those two guys. That's that's one you'd like. Uh, wide receiver, Rashad Bateman. Uh, which position is it that's always injured again? Wide receiver, right? Wait, no. Now, in fairness, Eddie N did also miss his entire rookie season with an injury. So, you know, kind of tongue in cheek a little bit there, but Etienne also was a thousand yard rusher last year and had 300 more yards in the air. So he was 1400 yards for a playoff team that, that turned out pretty well. Uh, next offensive tackle was uh, Tevin Jenkins bears stand out in their solid, amazing offensive line. Oh wait, no, he played half of a season at left tackle then was moved to right guard. Not not even left guard. They moved him to right guard. Which is where he's playing for them now. Not a great career sign. That's all I'm going to say. And the next quarterback taken most value position on the most valuable position on the field and the Steelers did need one to replace Ben Roethlisberger. Uh Kyle Trask who has basically a 0% chance of ever starting another game. Uh, the next running back taken was Javante Williams, who was a good player for the Broncos, uh, has been injured, missed most of last year. See how he comes back. Uh, yeah. So the next running back off the board has been relatively decent in most of these cases, uh, but that doesn't devalue the player that was taken most. So in terms of positional value, 
what I think we can take from all of those player names I just mentioned is just that the thing to do in the draft is to take good players. If you take a corner instead of a running back, that's only a good choice if that corner doesn't suck. Mike Hughes was not worth a first round pick at any point in his career. I don't think that's really debatable if that makes sense. But again, neither was Sony Michelle. So taking a running back isn't always a good idea. Only if the running back is good. If that makes sense. Like you'll always hear from people. Well, if you got an average starting blah, 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 blah. You don't, you don't always get that. Like a lot of the time you get that, but the draft is a complete crapshoot, particularly as you start getting towards the end of that first round where most of these running backs were taken you have no idea what you're getting at that point in terms of whether that guy is actually going to be a mid-level league starter or someone who is retired three years after you draft him, which doesn't happen anymore because the contracts are guaranteed for first round picks, but it happened quite a bit prior to that. It's part of why the Players Association fought for that. But let's move on. Where did playoff teams get their running backs? One thing that will always matter more to me than any of the spreadsheet math you can throw at me is what did good NFL teams actually do? And this enrages, enrages the analytics people because what happens on the field doesn't actually matter to them unless they found a way to quantify it. And I'm not saying even that any of the things they say are wrong because they've done a bunch of math that I don't want to do. What I'm saying is there are things about the game that they haven't figured out a way to quantify, and this is very obviously one of them, because where did the Super Bowl champions get their highest rated running back? They drafted him in the first round, which is a terrible mistake and no one should ever do it because you can't possibly win a game. Uh, let's look at where did the Eagles get theirs? In the last five years, they've drafted a running back in the second round, and they just signed former first-round pick Rashad Penny to a free agent contract and also loaded up with DeAndre Swift. You're telling me they don't care about running backs? Not sure what you're looking at there, because they've spent high picks and also brought in veteran players. It just doesn't track. How about the Bengals? They haven't really drafted anybody high. Uh, in the last five years, they've they've drafted three running backs, fifth round, fifth round, sixth round. Uh, but that's because they already have second round pick Joe Mixon on their team and haven't really needed to pick up that like high volume guy that you usually get at the top of the draft. So they have a second round pick on their roster. How about the Bills? Another paragon of team building. Uh, a second and two threes is what they've spent in the last five years. So they have spent a lot of draft capital on this position, but not a one. Not that magical first-round pick that's always spectacular and should only be spent on a high-value position. Which, as we've covered, doesn't always get you a good player. Uh, how about the Eagles? I already did them. Next, we have the 49ers, who, yeah, uh, despite being a team that runs an offensive system that typically finds day three guys, they have spent two day two picks at the running back position. And then also traded a boatload of draft capital for Christian McCaffrey. So again, you're telling me a team that was in the NFC Championship game last year values this position extremely highly, but the Lions shouldn't. Okay, cool. 
Um, the Vikings, again, uh, Dalvin Cook. Haven't really had to spend a lot of draft capital, but they've still spent in the last five years three picks, a third, a fourth, and a fifth, just to, to bolster the, the position. But it, it isn't a position that matters to them at all. Uh, the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott was on the team last year. They made the playoffs, despite that horrifying fact. And he did have a giant cap hit last year and was nowhere near worth that, but uh, he'll he'll end up somewhere in the league this year and he'll be a productive player for that team. He's still a good player. He's just not worth the like $20 million or whatever it was that his cap hit was going to be. Uh, how about the Ravens? Playoff team. Second round pick. J.K. Dobbins, 2020. Also spent a fourth recently, which that's kind of a nothing pick. But again, second round pick, but it's not a first, so it's okay. How about the Chargers? Well, they drafted Melvin Gordon and made the playoffs a bunch of times with Melvin Gordon on their team. Dolphins. Uh, in the last five years, they have drafted five running backs, but four of them have been seventh-round picks, and one of them is a third. That's probably why they had to go get some help at that position this year. Uh, with Devin A-Chain, who is very fast, which is what the Miami Dolphins do. And you can get very fast... Just usually not very fast and also very good later in the draft. Uh, the Jaguars, we already covered them. Travis Etienne, they also drafted Fournette and made the playoffs shortly thereafter. Uh, obviously, that was the death knell to that franchise, having spent a first-round pick on a running back. Terrible mistake. Uh, I would uh, posit that it was one of the few things that that one-year, uh, one-and-done regime did that was actually good for the team because uh, Etienne is a very good player. Uh, the Bucks. Haven't really drafted anything high. Like they have, they've spent two th third round picks on running backs in the last five years. Uh, but that's where Leonard Fournette plays. So they had one of these first round picks on their team last season. Uh, the Seahawks, uh, obviously drafting Rashad Penny was terminal to any chances they ever had of being good again. Definitely not favored to win their division this year, despite having spent a first round pick on a running back recently. Uh, they've also in the last five years uh, spent. Uh, two twos, a fourth, and a sixth. So, again, uh, good teams don't value the running back position, is what I've been told repeatedly. Uh, the Giants, Saquon Barkley. Terrible choice. Definitely not something that could potentially be recovered from to make a team make the playoffs. Oh, wait, they did. So, that's where we're at. So, of the teams that made the playoffs, five of them had first-round picks that they chose out of the 14 teams. Uh, another one had a second-round pick that they chose. Uh, another one had a first-round pick that they traded for. Actually, as far as second-round picks go, there were three playoff teams whose top-tier running back was a second-round pick that they chose. Uh, so it wasn't a first but it was a very high draft pick that they used to bolster that position. Uh, then, like I said, CMC, they traded multiple relatively high picks to get him. Um, the Chargers, they drafted Gordon. Hooray for them. Uh, Leonard Fournette was on the Bucks last year. That's where he ended up. So, of the teams that made the playoffs last season, there were two 
that didn't have a running back who had been drafted by somebody in the first or second round, then the vast majority of those were players that they themselves drafted in the first or second round at the running back position. So if you are going to tell me that that much of a majority of the teams that made the playoffs in the NFL last year have these players on their team, but it is a terrible mistake for the Detroit Lions to take a player of this caliber at that position on their team. I'm just going to tell you to shut up. And I'm not even going to be nice about it because you're just saying dumb things. Have a great day. Spicy. That one's for my Twitter peeps. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes. <laughs>